From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Summer is upon us, and today we're discussing some tips and precautions to help make sure your summer is a safe one. With me in the HealthLink on Air studio are Michelle Kaliva and Lee Livermore from the Upstate New York Poison Center. Michelle is the Administrative Director, and Lee is the Public Education Coordinator. Thank you both for being here. Thank, Thank you. you. So when school's out and the weather's warmer in central New York, what types of calls start coming into the Upstate New York Poison Center? Uh, many, many that are outside-related type of calls. So we've been experiencing a lot of rain, and with rain comes the growth of mushrooms. And with mushrooms growing in the backyard, we start to get the phone calls regarding little little ones that have gone up and t- taken a bite out of the mushrooms that are growing. Here's the problem. Poisonous and non-poisonous mushrooms grow side by side. And oh. the only way to know, you can't, you can't eyeball it, the only way to know is to actually have it analyzed by a mycologist, somebody who studies mushrooms under a microscope. So we take mushroom exposures very seriously. We'll have, um, you know, mom, dad, the, whoever's, you know, providing care for the child, keep the mushroom and then observe the child and, you know, let us know if any vomiting happens, if they develop any other symptoms. We can keep them at home, but once symptoms start, if they start, we'll send them into a healthcare facility. So mushroom calls are already happening because of the rain. Some mushrooms can be deadly, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of mushrooms. Um, So aside from mushrooms, what are the other things this time of year? So berries, berries on bushes. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that if people own berries, Plants that produce berries, that they have bushes, that they know what the name of the plant is, that they actually have it written down somewhere or put it on a stick and label it and and stick it in the garden so that if a child gets into a handful of berries and they call us, they're able to tell us the name so we can let them know if it's a, a problem or not. Some just cause nausea and vomiting. Some cause actually much worse kinds of symptoms. So berries, mushrooms. Okay. Do are any of the plants outdoors um, dangerous to animals as well as um, potentially children? Sure, there are. There are. We we tend not to do a lot around animal poisoning, but occasionally we will get a call that that a that a dog has eaten a plant. Again, we would ask the name for. It. If we are able to tell the caller, if we have some information on animal toxicity, we'll absolutely help them. But otherwise, we will transfer them to the animal poison hotline. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, one thing that I see in my neighborhood are, are the pesticide uh, true green lawn or whatever coming in and spraying the lawn. And, you know, you're not supposed to go on the lawn for a certain period of time afterward. But do you get calls from um, people whose kids have gone out onto the lawn? Absolutely. Kids, people, I mean, adults, dogs, all sorts of, of exposures that way. Again, depending on what the ingredient is, what the chemical composition is, depending on whether it's wet or whether it's dry, depending on the length of time, they can develop some types of symptoms. So we say, please heed those warnings very carefully and hope that, and and they do, that the folks that spray the lawns, that they label correctly and and have the proper signage. I think it's worse when it's somebody who's doing it themselves Hmm. and they're going to spray the lawn with a product and they're not going to take the precautions you have to read the label. If it says wear gloves, it means that the product is going to be absorbed dermally and that if it's absorbed dermally, it could be problematic. So you have to read the directions. If you're in an enclosed space, wear a respirator over your nose and mouth so that you're not breathing it in. 
And then, of course, wash, wash your hands. If it is uh, on your skin or on your clothing, you need to, to ensure that that's all washed um, you know, separately and, and well before you put it back on or before you touch food or you, um, you know, expose yourself to that chemical again. And so that's for like lawn pesticides, but there, there's also like bug sprays all too, of it. right? All of all it. Of and, it. We're, and we are, we take a pretty conservative approach. If you're going to spray inside your home, we recommend that all food products be put down away. If you have high chair and baby toys, they should be covered. Any food products on the counter, any dishes on the counter, all need to be put away. Let the spraying happen. Stay out of your house as long as you can. Sometimes it's great if it can even be 48 hours. When you come back in, wash down all the surfaces and then, you know, reintroduce the food products and the toys. But you don't want any of that product on anything that a person could possibly put into their mouth. Okay. Yeah, proper storage, labeling, care of those products. Um, it, it's usually unintentional, but somebody is leaving the product around or it's within reach of young kids. And one of the most common factors for an unintentional poisoning is the look-alike factor. So sometimes a lot of the packaging, if it's, uh, say, ant traps and they have solids and they have liquids that people put around, or if it's in a, a aerosol can, just for kids, they can't read the label, but if it looks attractive and it looks maybe like an air freshener that they're using in the house, a lot of kids love to mimic parents and they think that they're helping out, but they could be spraying, you know, poison in the air and not even realizing it. And we've talked about like uh, problems that emerge immediately if you're exposed, but um, there was just a lawsuit a, a settlement um or a jury award i guess for linking roundup um to cancer causing cancer so some of these are i guess really toxic chemicals now are there any safe so to speak pesticides that uh, people can use safely or do you just sort of um there's a lot of websites uh, that promote some holistic products and i think one of the base chemicals is vinegar um, oh, okay. it's, it's a great natural type product that acts as a deterrent. Um, pesticides are pretty much designed that they're going to eradicate, kill, fend off the, um, whatever the source is, bugs or whatever. And so if we, if they look at some of those alternatives, and there are some people that are really uh, proactive about getting rid of chemicals in their household. Mm -hmm, sure. Um, but we all love that instant gratification, and we just want to drive to get rid of it as quickly as possible. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with two experts from the Upstate New York Poison Center, um, Administrative Director Michelle Kaliva and Public Education Coordinator Lee Livermore, and we're talking about how to have a, a safe summer. Um, one of the things, trying to get rid of bugs, it, I mean, we don't want to get bitten, right? And there's a lot, there's bees, there's ticks, there, I mean, there's any number. And you probably get a lot of phone calls at the Poison Center about bug bites, right? We, we do. We'll often get bites of, you know, people who get stung by something, by a bee or by a wasp. You know, we think it's important that if someone gets stung and they're having any respiratory difficulty, they're, they're having trouble breathing, they're developing any kind of uh, facial swelling, an excessive rash, they should not call us, they should call 911. That means that they're having an allergic reaction to that 
that B bite. It's an anaphylaxic reaction. And you might not know that you're allergic. And you may not know. It, it, you, a person could get bitten several times, never have a reaction, and then on the third time or even on the first time develop a reaction. You don't know. We certainly get those calls. Little kids love to play with caterpillars. So mm. we will get um, calls about the caterpillars getting picked up in the hands, and then all of the little stingers on the part of the caterpillar will get stuck in the hands. So we'll tell the parent how to remove them and to wash the hands and the fingers really well. We do get we do get bites. I'm sorry, we do get tick bite calls, and obviously that's a big concern in our community sure. right now. We're doing a lot to address the the tick bites and the potential for Lyme disease. So again. If your child's outside, it's a good idea, you know, when you give them that bath to, to check head to toe to make sure there's no evidence of a tick. We don't get a lot of these calls in, in central New York, but we do in our out, other call area, coverage area, are snake bites. Oh. So we will start to see um, one or two snake bites during the course of a, of a day from, uh, well, and we will get them in central New York. The good news, most of the snakes in central New York are non-venomous, which means they're not going to make someone sick. But we encourage people to always call us if they are bitten by a snake, and we'll, we'll help them assess what they need to do next. Okay. Um, what about pool products? Do you see problems with those, pool swimming pool products? Oh, very much so, and it goes back to the proper storage care and use of oh. it. Uh, early in the season, a lot of people shock their pools, and so that's a pretty high level of uh, uh, of a pesticide that they're using to uh, it has a lot of chlorine in it, and that can cause irritation on the skin in the eyes. Um, so making sure those products are up and out of the way, and again, like what Michelle said, uh, proper use of gloves and clothing. Um, it's not it's not a product that you want to take lightly. Well, unfortunately. The inhalation of chlorine can cause severe respiratory wow. symptoms in some people. So if you are prone to it or you get a big inhalation of it, a big breath of it, um, and you have any kind of coughing or difficulty breathing, that's an immediate phone call. That most likely will result in a trip to the emergency department. Okay, good to know. Um, the uh, fuel that's used in the tiki torches, citronella, those sorts of things, again, it's probably... Um, storage an issue right sure and it's when the, the product is being used is when we'll end up getting an unintentional exposure so reverting back to the look-alike factor when you take something out of its original package and put it into something else so it could be a measuring cup or even as the the torch containers are being filled um, that a kid might look at that and says, geez, that looks like juice to me. So uh, there have been cases where um, people have had that products and they're out in, in a picnic somewhere and then they mistake it for juice and they pour it in cups mm -hmm. for everybody. So now you've taken it out of the original container. Um, and even when people are traveling on vacation, they like to condense a lot of things. Right. And so uh, we strongly recommend that people program the number for the poison center into their cell phones. Uh, and that number is 1-800-222-1222. And it can be dialed from anywhere in the United States and the U.S. territories. And the call will always be routed to the closest poison center oh, from know. where the call originates. Okay. Well, it's picnic season, um, people eating outdoors. 
Do you get more calls about foodborne illnesses we, this time of year? We do, and, and especially from large gatherings. So it's like a family reunion, and everybody's so excited and distracted that they leave the, the mayonnaise products out too long. Actually, it's kind of interesting. The mayonnaise, it, so, there's some mayonnaise that have enough preservative that it may not even be the mayonnaise that becomes problematic, but potatoes sitting out in the sun can actually cause food poisoning. Um, any of your prepared foods, uh, deli meats, that kind of thing, sitting out in the sun can be problematic, or undercooked food. Um, even shellfish, to make sure that it's fresh and that you know it's been uh, purchased from a reputable food source so that, that um, you know that it's fresh, that it's safe, that it was harvested at the right time. Well, much of what we've um, talked about today is sort of aimed at parents of small children, but the Poison Center gets calls about adult poisonings or accidental exposures too, right? Oh, all, all the time. And uh, sometimes it's, you know, just being a little careless, leaving something out, um, not paying attention to the expiration dates and labeling and things of that nature. Uh, sometimes we might think it might be a strange, you know, call, but um, it, it comes down to some basic common sense, especially when it's like food products or um, e even the use of chemicals throughout the household. Storage, again, is one of the most important things, reading the labels, knowing what you have. Um, car wash products can be very caustic when you have uh, chemicals that clean chrome and wheel mm. cleaners and those sort of items. Um, there have been calls to the Poison Center where the kids are helping dad wash the car and then they get into one of these caustic products. So just being aware of what product you're using, how you're using it, and then of course how you do the proper storage. Because it only takes a second to have an incident happen. I'm glad you mentioned the car wash products. I wouldn't have thought of that as being something to be wary of. But um, anyway, good to know. For adults, the other issue is what medication are they on? We get sun poisoning and sun exposure related problems. So if you're an adult and you're on, or a child, but let's focus on the adult for a moment because they tend to be on more of these types of drugs. If you're on a drug, that actually has, is contraindicated to be in the sun, you could become very ill from that. So it's important to make sure that you know if, we don't get a lot of it, but if the sunshine is contraindicated that you take precautions, stay inside or wear a hat. Is it from the heat or from the direct light? It, it, or either? Either. Oh. Mm -hmm. You can have some photosensitivity um, as well as getting overheated. So we, can, we do see, we get, there is such a thing as, as sun poisoning from just being out too long. It can drive your temperature right up and that gets very problematic. Well, this has been a lot of good information. Thank you both, I appreciate it. My guests have been Administrative Director Michelle Kaliva and Public Education Coordinator Lee Livermore from the Upstate New York Poison Center. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.